So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta podcast. The Active Atlanta podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today, y'all, we have uh, Coach Sydney Wilson with us. She has quite the interesting journey with CrossFit. She's been a CrossFit coach for over two and a half years. She trains at one of uh, one of the better gyms here in Atlanta over at Move Fitness, um, and she's got some really interesting perspective on uh, like just doing the CrossFit Open versus like actually doing the CrossFit Open and actually trying to qualify for certain things and what that training difference looks like. So uh, without further ado, Coach Sydney, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So Sydney, um, kind of give us a background for what, uh, if you will. I know we were kind of talking about a little bit before we started recording here and everything, but uh, why don't you give me a little bit of a rundown about uh, who you are and how you've ended up uh, with where you're at today? Um, okay. question, but we'll, yeah. we'll go from there. Um, so I'm 24, uh, uh-huh. I was born and raised, uh, about 30 minutes South of Atlanta. Um, I grew up playing softball. Um, I actually stopped my junior year. I was actually really, really good. Um, I stopped for a confidence, uh, thing. I really mm-hmm. lacked self-confidence and I just didn't think that I could take it any further than high school. Okay. Um, when I stopped, I actually kind of gained a lot of weight. Um, wasn't really doing anything. We just sit in the house and watch YouTube. Uh, so I decided to join CrossFit and from then on, I've just been kind of obsessed with fitness in a different aspect. Um, so I've been doing CrossFit since October of 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, through that journey, I've met different people that I still communicate with to this day that have been really influential, not only in CrossFit life or fitness, but like just in a personal aspect, they still check up on me to see how school's going and to see how life's going. Um, so I would say that that journey has been really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think like, uh, you know, it's really interesting, like, uh, CrossFit, uh, clearly attracts, um, a multitude of different, like, uh, different personalities and, and everything else. But like, uh, it's very easy for athletes to kind of fall in love with CrossFit because of that competitive side of things, right? Like it's really hard to scratch the scratch that competitive itch um, if you're not playing a sport. And CrossFit definitely allows you to do that because it kind of turns the barbell into a sport, right? Um, that's interesting. And you know, when we we're kind of like uh, talking a little bit beforehand, you're kind of giving us the rundown. You uh, you said something I thought was really interesting, and I'd like to ask a little bit more about what you meant by that, right? Uh, you were talking about how you um, really appreciated the body image of CrossFit. And I think that's a really uh, cool thing to talk about because I, I, there is a, there is a, I think what CrossFit, we should probably talk more about, honestly, but they don't, is how they made it like uh, not just acceptable, but, but cool and sexy for a woman to have like a barbell in her hands, right? And like more so than any other sport, it's made it okay to train with a barbell. And I think that that's um, 
just such an under talked about thing that CrossFit has done for uh, the world, really. Uh, so I would love to get your take on what what you meant by uh, it allowed you to you really appreciated the body image of CrossFit. Um, so when I first started CrossFit, I actually I wasn't really overweight. I was a little chunkier for what I was used to. Sure. Um, but I remember growing up, I always had bigger legs and a wider back, and I always mm. felt uncomfortable around my friends. I was always the bigger version of those uh, of the people I was around. So when I started CrossFit, I remember the first two people, and still to this day, I look up to them, was Cara Saunders and Miranda Olderoy. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing how Jack Miranda was, like her traps and her shoulders. Definitely. And being like, what is this, right? And yeah. like, you're basically told in high school, like you're supposed to be feminine, you're supposed to be slender. And like, she was lean, but she had muscles. And then you yeah. have Cara with these huge legs, you know, iconic. <laughs> yeah. So my goals from wanting to be super skinny transformed to like, no, I want to be strong. Right. And so CrossFit, in my opinion, has kind of given women, um, this kind of motivation, like it's okay to lift. It's okay to like, you know, start to firm up a little bit like that is good, you know? Um, instead of this, when people think of women, um, muscular women, they think of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with bodybuilding, but they think of women's open bodybuilding. And those are the you know, really big girls. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Bob's absolutely amazing, but that's what they think of. Yeah. And I think CrossFit kind of facilitates a healthy environment. Like, no, no, yeah. it's cool to be healthy and it's cool to gain that muscle. Yeah. So. It's all right to be strong, right? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with being strong. Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting, you know, and like, uh, if I'm getting too personal, you can tell me to stop, but like, do you like, uh, and then once that mindset shifted and you saw those women like, uh, like, oh, that's what I want. That's what who I want to aspire to be. Like, did you feel like you're like, oh man, like your body had to feel better instead of trying to transform it into something that like just wasn't your natural state of being, right? In terms of like, um, there's different body types. Like guys have different body types, right? Like some dudes right. are clearly been built to be runners. Some dudes are clearly built to be NFL linemen and everywhere in between. And like, it's the same thing with women too. And uh, did you feel like, um, man, like, it was easier, not easier, but it was healthier for your body to be training in a certain way. Oh, for sure. Um, I went from, I've never really dealt with like, uh, eating disorders, but I will say when I first started CrossFit and started training, I did kind of limit myself in a way that could have been construed as really unhealthy. And so the cool thing was I grew up during a time of YouTube. So I would watch all of these girls, you know, the old school CrossFit girls and like watch their day in lives. And like, they were eating all the time, you know, and like, like she's eating a bagel for breakfast. That's like my carbs for the day. And so it kind of like, you know, it's okay to eat. Like we need to eat more. And so Mm -hmm. I I really think that CrossFit has really done a good job with like overall body positivity and overall health. Yeah, man. And then like, uh, and then, you know, you said you stopped playing softball because of like some like confidence issues there. Uh, do you feel like uh, CrossFit has helped give you some of that confidence? For sure. Uh, the gym that I first started at, they're no longer around. Unfortunately, it was CrossFit signal 20. County, and I was the youngest member. And I remember there was it was old school box, right? Um, there was a light out in like a very back part of the gym, and yeah. any class would start, I would take my little barbell and like walk over there and hide. And mm. everyone would be like, "Sick, come on, like let's let's move up, let's move up." Yeah. And again, that's why I love the community of CrossFit because those people really took me out of my shell. I had a huge confidence issue where like I couldn't look someone in the eye while they were talking. Um, I always thought that I was insignificant, mm-hmm. so. 
just to have people that got genuinely excited about seeing me PR and they're like, dude, you're going to be so great. And like, they actually cared. Um, yeah. I actually did my first CrossFit competition on a team with three other guys. It was garage games. Yep. And for them to be so motivating, even though I genuinely at the time, I, I'm very hard on myself. I sucked, but they were <laughs> so positive that they kind of give it, gave me a little bit of confidence without them even knowing. And again, those people still check up on me. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, thank goodness they did because you are, I mean, if, if any of you guys like, we'll give you all your uh, contact information after this. Anybody wants to like follow you or learn how they can train with you or whatever. But um, dude, you lift some big weight and that's amazing. Like, uh, and you look really sound when you do it. So thankfully somebody gave you that confidence and progressed and like gave you the community, we should say more than anything, right. To go and pursue like uh, this world of CrossFit and strength training. So then um so what are you training for now? Like, what are you, so, uh, has it been like, okay, once you hit CrossFit, that's it. Or have you kind of like used your CrossFit foundation now? Cause that's kind of what's so awesome about CrossFit, right? Is it gives you like a nice foundational, uh, base to go off and pursue some of these other things. Right. Um, is that kind of like the lane that you stayed in is just competing in CrossFit? Or are you competing in other things? Like what's kind of like your goals that you're training for right now? Have you tested your fitness? Um, so my goal for this current year is to get back into CrossFit. Um, I haven't mm -hmm. competed open since 2018 um like i of course as a coach i do the workouts with everyone else um yeah. but i haven't actually submitted in the scores actually paid attention so this will be the first year that i'm trying to make a team for semifinals uh mm -hmm. to semifinals um i also have a goal i start prep in february for my bodybuilding show the goal is to turn nice. pro this year um turn pro? In June or July. Yeah. yeah what's the what's the process look like to turn pro so, uh, first you have to compete at a local show. Um, so you have the different divisions. I compete in what's called figure. Um, and you have to either come, I think it's first in your class or first or second in your division. So classes are based off of height. Like it's like a weight class for any oh. other. Uh, so I'm five two. So most likely I'll be class B. Okay. Um, when or if I place in those, I will go to a regional show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of like, the CrossFit Games almost. But uh, once I go to that regional show, if I come top two, I believe, in my class or division, I then become a pro. After that, okay. I start competing in the pro league um, and fight for a spot to get to the Olympia. That just happened this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you're trying to do that and uh, make it to the semifinals in the CrossFit Games, correct? Yeah. Heck yeah. What's that process look like? Um, Right now, we are kind of... So my coach, Jake, is one of the teammates. Um, he owns CrossFit Shake Rag down in Peachtree City. Uh, right now, he's sending me my programming. We're working on my biggest problem with CrossFit isn't strength or gymnastics. It's my engine um, mm -hmm. and making sure I'm able to keep up with everyone else. I can, but I burn out. And yeah. so we're really focused on that um, with training with bodybuilding. So on some days, Jake will program a two-rep max front squat. And it may be for a Wednesday, but if I'm hitting legs on a Monday, obviously I'm going to do that on that Monday. Uh, so we're really trying to figure that out before I start the next semester as well. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of iron out kinks. So yeah. uh, I haven't been able to train as a team yet. One of our friends, Carla, uh, she's South African. Yep. Uh, she's actually stuck in South Africa right now. So oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, she actually made semifinals last year for South Africa and also wow. got stuck in South Africa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. What, what do you mean by stuck by the way? What, what is she stuck over there? Uh, right like, now? She, I don't know. Like travel visas, that kind of thing. Uh, so, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. 
Um, well, wow. Okay. So you're man. So is it challenging to train for both a body figure competition or bodybuilding competition and the CrossFit open at the same time? To me, no, not really. Um, right now I'm about 160, 165 pounds. My mm-hmm. leanest that I'll get is about 120. Okay. Um, that won't happen for like the last month. And again, my show isn't until June. So mm-hmm. I personally feel better the leaner that I get. Um, yeah. A lot of people are like, you're only on 125 grams of carbs per day. And I'm like, I actually function a little bit better that way. Yeah. Um, so, and my strength never really goes away. I'm kind of more a fast twitch built person. So, um, it honestly, I guess it coincides really well. Yeah. That's what it kind of sounds like. So if you're trying to make like that cut and then you're also trying to like improve your engine at the same time, um, it might go kind of hand in hand there for you too. Right. My gymnastics gets way better, especially under fatigue. So it actually works pretty well. Yeah. So then, um, and here's something that I think is interesting for people who are listening. Like, uh, you know, Sydney here, she's uh, an incredible athlete. She's uh, been across her coast for multiple years. She trains people like every day, essentially over at move. Um, but she got to coach herself, right? Like you, you coaches need coaches, right? Um, so then do you work with anybody on the nutrition side or are you kind of doing it on your own or what does that kind of look like? So during my prep, I actually work with a coach, uh, Damien. He actually coaches a lot of figure athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, during my off season, I just kind of let myself, and this is really bad from a bodybuilding standpoint. I just kind of relax for about six months. Um, and what that means is like a lot of bodybuilders try to stay away from alcohol and like only one cheat meal a week, I'm kind of the opposite, right? So like you can see me go to Crumble two days out of the week or like at Move. I'm not sure if you've been there before, but there's um, a place right across the street called Southern Suites. Yep. Two times a week, I'm over there in the morning. So I just kind of like to relax, hang out with friends because during prep, um, I'm not very social. I'm very strenuous and kind of like I wake up every single day at four o'clock and I don't get to sleep until 10. So everything is kind of regimented. Um, so yeah, I do work with a coach while I'm in prep when I'm not in prep now. Okay. Got it. And then when you're, um, I think that's really interesting too. Like the, uh, cause I, I what is super underappreciated is the, uh, physical toll that bodybuilders put themselves through, right? Like, uh, I mean, it's wild the amount of like training and the amount of cons- like caloric cons- uh, intake and, uh, and just what you kind of talked about, like you almost like, uh, you don't go into a hole, but it can kind of feel that way. Sometimes you don't have the right support group, right? Like, cause normal, like people who aren't training for bodybuilding don't understand. Right. Uh, and, and why would they, it's not what they do. Right. Um, but do you feel like the CrossFit community allows you to kind of continue to have kind of like a little bit of a social outlet there, or will you kind of go more towards, uh, hanging, if you will, with some bodybuilders, uh, during the time of like, when you just like really time to get serious for the show or competition. So, sorry. I personally, um, I won't really quote unquote hang bodybuilders when we hang during prep, it's just working out together. And that's kind of like, <laughs> hey, I'm I got to go get my meal in. I left my meal yeah. at home. So bye. Yeah. Um, kind of just around each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but crossfitters, unfortunately they don't really understand. So like, for instance, I can be eight weeks out and like, you start to see the lines of my quads and my abs are out and my shoulders and they're like, Oh my God, you look great. So like, do you want to come in like have a cheat meal? And I'm like, no, I can't. And I have to explain to them. I have to lose another 20 pounds. And they're yeah. like, wait, where, where, you know? Um, yeah. so I slightly feel guilty. Um, yep. 
when I have to say no to plans constantly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and this is interesting. I don't even know if you've had this experience or not, but do you feel like, um, cause I feel like in the world of, um, training and, and nutrition and it's almost like politics. Like you can get people that fall like really hard on two sides, right? Like, uh, one, the people that are like, like diehards in terms of like exactly what you're talking about. Like there's like, uh, like super high caloric intake or caloric restriction. Right. And like, uh, working out two times a week. And then you get the other people on the other side of the spectrum. I was like, no, just love yourself. You're fine. How you are. And like, really there's a ton of middle ground between those two, uh, spectrums or those two ends of the spectrum. Right. Like, do you feel like you ever get pushback when you're, tra- when, uh, when you're training for something? Cause there's a difference between like working out, there's a difference between training, there's a difference between fitness, there's a difference between health. Uh, but when you're training for a very specific purpose, right. Um, do you feel like you ever get pushback or people like, are like asking you if you're okay, even maybe if like, uh, you're like, if you're already, if you're looking pretty leaned out and you're like, you're like, no, 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 I gotta lose another 20 pounds. Right. Like, do you feel like you ever get pushback or maybe some side eye from that? I do. Um, and at that point I always, cause I, when I'm not competing, I always say like, Hey, let's go, let's go out to eat. Like right now, all of yeah. my friends, Hey, we can hang out until the end of January <laughs> is when I start my thing. Like, yeah, let's go and let's do our things now. Cause I'm going to start telling, you no, and I don't want to seem like a bad friend. Yeah. I will. And I have had people last time I prepped, um, that were really kind of aggressive in a way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so it was like an understanding, but it was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, why can't you, you know? And I think more so comes from the fact that I'm not a pro yet as well. So it's like, Mm. it's looked at, you're just an amateur. Um, But in my brain, I have the physique to actually really go far and I just need to turn pro. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but once you turn pro as a bodybuilder and you start winning shows or coming top three, you actually get paid by that. Um, you also get sponsored as well. So there is a lot of money in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of like the contrast between CrossFitters and bodybuilders because I'm surrounded by CrossFitters a lot. Not mm-hmm. a lot of them have, you know, competed or have been around people that compete. They don't understand. So it kind of yeah. comes off, I guess, obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's very interesting too. Cause like, uh, like there's this whole term out there now that, uh, I mean, it's been around for a little while, but like the t- idea of like functional bodybuilding, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, kind of like a hybrid of like CrossFit and bodybuilding kind of put together, but man, you live those two worlds, right? Like you are both a CrossFitter and a bodybuilder. And it's very tough to do them both at the same time. Right. Or like to like say that you are a bodybuilder and doing CrossFit is is a very unique thing. Right. Um, do you feel like, uh, do you feel like your knowledge and breadth of experience in those two worlds makes you a better coach as well? Oh, for sure. Um, and I say this all the time, actually. Um, so when I just did CrossFit, strictly CrossFit, I had a lot of body imbalances. And yeah. so I didn't realize I was super quad dominant. I wasn't really utilizing my hamstrings, my adductors, that kind of thing. Um, I was more anterior delt, you know, dominant instead yeah, yeah. of using tires. So with training with bodybuilding, like, I'm like, oh, I suck at this movement. Mm-hmm. And then I got better. My squat stance got wider. So now I'm able to pinpoint on a member, you know, if they're more forward tilting in their squat, like, Hey, let's work on some accessory pieces. Let's start working on this and that. If you have extra time, um, I'm very, very big since I became a coach. And even beforehand, um, I'm really big on building strength before we start with gymnastics. So if anyone asks me like, Hey, how can I get a muscle up? My first question to them is, how many strict pull-ups can you do? I don't mean chin-ups. I don't mean a mixed grip, not with a band, not with, you know, ring rows, whatever. Mm-hmm. But how many strict pull-ups can you do? And that's kind of um, translated into my coaching. And it's been yeah. taught to me 
Yeah, I think the good coaches will, right? Like, I think the good coaches will have like a, a like a, almost like a mentality of like you got to earn the right to kip or you got to earn the right to add momentum to these movements that you want to do, right? Okay. Um, but I also think it's really interesting too because like uh, for the longest time, and you're seeing the narrative change, but for the longest time, like if you wanted to do like a bicep or tricep accessory work or like chest accessory work, like you're doing a bro workout, right? Like you weren't doing yeah. a real workout, you know? And I always thought, I always thought that was interesting because like. Uh, you know what will help you get better with your pull-ups and your chin-ups? It's probably having some better biceps, you know? Uh, you know what will help you with your push-ups or your wall balls? will probably be having better triceps as well, you know? Like, um, yeah, I think that there's all kinds of carryover between, like, accessory work. And because uh, at that point, like, all right, if we want to go back to the comment I kind of made earlier where it's like, you know, turning the barbell into a sport, um, you got to kind of treat it that way. Like, it can't be every day's game day, right? So, like, what do – and it's not like a few. So when you're co- when you're playing softball, it's not like you just went out and scrimmaged every day before you did a game. Like you worked on like certain comp- you broke down the game into its component pieces, and you worked on those component pieces, right? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the same thing when you're training. Like if you really want to do CrossFit as a sport, you got to break it down into its component pieces to get better at the sport, right? Yeah, and I think that YouTube and like Instagram have been really kind of like influential with. CrossFit progressing because you have these people that are at the top that are now kind of like, hey, I'm not going balls to the wall every day. There are days that you'll see Cara Saunders. She's like, hey, I'm doing hamstring curls, you know, with a band or with, you know, whatever. And so Mm -hmm. now they're kind of like breaking down their training instead of the old YouTube videos that we would see. And it's just them going, 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 going. We're able to be like, hey, accessory pieces or holistic stuff like um, preventative things like massage therapy, PT, working with people to make sure that your body is actually sound instead of the dangerous every single day. I have to do like a Fran and then beat whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was talking to this this, to a patient of mine who's been a longtime CrossFitter, right? He's got a ton of experience, Um, like I'm like probably close to a decade, if not more of CrossFitting, right? Like an OG And, um, like, uh, the, I won't say the name of the gym, but like the gym got a new coach, um, or the one who did their programming left. And so, uh, they got tried to get a new programmer in there. And like the very first week, it was just a week full of just a bunch of different hero wads, you know? And it's like, that's the worst. It reminded me a lot of like when we were talking beforehand, you're talking about how a gym had you do like, uh, like sprints with a kettlebell or whatever you were doing. Right. Like, <laughs> like, yeah like what are we doing here and why right like we don't need to just make things hard to make them hard like there should be some like structure and reason behind what we're doing versus just trying to create as much suffering as possible um because i'm sure you know as a coach it's not that hard to make somebody want to (laughs) puke you know like uh it's way harder to get somebody to like period to like period periodization how do i would say that periodize yeah periodize yeah periodize out a program for somebody while also maintaining, like also understand that they've got life that they have to go through. Right. Like, so like when you do, when you do bodybuilding, for example, do you do more of like a linear periodization or, um, how do you train for that versus like CrossFit, which is a little bit more undulating, I would assume. Honestly, I am probably one of the worst bodybuilders out there because like everyone usually has either like a workout book or like they know exactly what they're doing. I just kind of come in and I'm like, okay, so I'm feeling really good. I ate a lot of food today, really hydrated. I'm going to go deadlift and I haven't deadlifted for over two months or, (laughs) you know, I like this machine today. We're going to do this. So it just kind of, I base it off of how I feel. I try to go Mm. in a three day rotation. So I have back and then I have chest and shoulders and then legs. Mm -hmm. Um, the other back day will be back in hamstrings. So I just kind of based 
base it off of fill. So for instance, today I had back and hamstrings. Um, my back is still torn up from a few days ago. So yeah. I just went light. So it just depends on how I feel. Yeah, man, that's wild. It's like, uh, um, I'm sure like, I'm sure you've heard of like intuitive eating or intuitive nutrition. It's almost like yeah. you're doing intuitive yeah. weightlifting. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think that's extremely important. And that's actually carried over my coaching. What you said with people have a life. So mm -hmm. me as a coach, if you're someone that's trying to be competitive, you have a comp coming up. I'm going to be extremely hard on you when you walk up and you say, okay, I'm competing this Saturday. What should I do? And it's a Wednesday and you're thinking about doing a 30 minute workout that involves barbells and running. I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's a wise idea. Here's what we should do for the next few days. Um, and you're training up to then. I really want you to push, no excuses. But on a normal day-to-day -day basis, especially at the gym that I'm at, uh, we have a lot of people that are in their mid to late 30s, early 40s with families and careers. So I'm not yeah. going to, you know, let's go, like, balls to the wall. <laughs> That's not what they're there for. They're just there to stay healthy, to, you know, yep. be around the kids, keep up with their kids, go hiking, whatever. So, yep. yeah. It's a totally different mindset, and neither one is wrong, right? Like, uh, because you're right, there is a huge difference if you're actually training towards something versus um, if you're trying to – um, just be a healthy parent or be a healthy adult or be, we call them, I call, I like to call these, uh, patients of mine, like the executive athletes, right? Like you're just trying to like crush it in life. You know, like you're trying to stay healthy. You're trying to crush it with your career, trying to crush it with your family. Like those are two totally different goals versus somebody who's, uh, trying to, who's trying to, uh, make it to the semifinals in the CrossFit games, right? Like, um, neither one is wrong. They're just different. And you're right. There's a different mentality that needs to be associated with it. And there's not, and that's not to say you have to be balls to the wall 100% if you're training for, to make it to the semifinals and, or you have to take it easy all the time and have no accountability if you're just trying to like live a healthy lifestyle. Right. Cause there's, yeah. there's phases of all of that. And it's just kind of takes into, it's just important to take the person into consideration there. Um, and then what do you about, what about, so do you coach both, um, like one, do you coach one-on-one -on -one clients as well as small group or is it all small group or, or like CrossFit style or how do you kind of like, what does your kind of coaching structure kind of look like? So I coach one-on-one -on -one as well. Um, mm -hmm. Unless we specifically talk about CrossFit training, I prefer to do it as a functional bodybuilding mm -hmm. thing. So if it's a 30 minute session, 20, 25 minutes of that is strictly, you know, supersetting bodybuilding movements that are complementary of mm -hmm. the same muscle group. Um, and then I may take you through a small five to 10 minute EMOB or AMRAP really quick, just to get your heart rate up, get some type of cardio in there. Um, most of the time I just coach CrossFit classes. So it is that large group, which I really yeah. love. Yeah. There's a different energy with it, right? Like it's really hard. Like, so, uh, the pandemic was great for people to kind of like assess, like, where do they want their, what do they want their fitness to look like? You saw a lot of people build out home gyms, which is great. Uh, it's, it's super beneficial. I think everybody should have the capacity to get a workout in at their, with some weights, right. Versus just a body weight workout, but have the yeah. capacity to get some weights in, um, at their house. But it's really hard to do like, just to like train on your own and like actually push yourself to love that you will in a CrossFit class or around a group of people suffering just loves company, right? Like it is what it is. You're going to push yourself a little bit harder. You're going to get a little competitive. I don't care how competitive you say you're not, you're going to be a little competitive with the people in there just because like, you don't want to look like a fool out there either. Right. Like that's, that's competitive. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that, uh, there is a different energy level for sure when you're coaching in a CrossFit class versus, um, always by yourself one-on-one, -on -one, but there is a place for both. Right. Yeah. Um, that's great. So then, um, when you train somebody in the functional bodybuilding way, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're aware of like Marcus Philly, right? Like that's yeah. why I always think of with that term, uh, functional bodybuilding. But, um, will you typically take people through 
like how do you kind of incorporate the rest of their lives into their workouts as well? Like we typically take it as like, all right, we're just going to focus on these next 12 weeks or we're going to focus on just getting the end at two times a week. Or like, how do you kind of balance that? If somebody comes in, they've got a super busy, they have all excuses in the world because of how busy they are. How are you going to try to sneak fitness into their work style, their lifestyle as well? Um, so I'm a very, I would say understanding coach, person, trainer. Um, so my thing is to start minimalizing, right? So Mm -hmm. when people start training, they're like, okay, well, I needed to come in three times a week, four times a week. I need to run twice a week. I need to, you know, diet. I need to start cutting my calories, whatever. And I'm like, no, let's not do that. Um, the first that I, I talk with everyone the entire time that we're training. So even when it comes to what they're going to do for the day, I don't have everything written down because if Mm -hmm. someone comes in, supposed to be hitting back. Um, and they're like, I'm so stressed out. Everything hurts here. We all know when you get stressed out, you tense. So I'm like, we're going to do lower body today. We're going to take it a little bit easier. I just want you to sweat today. That's the goal objective. Um, so then when it comes to diet as well, because that's always a question, okay, what I want you to start doing is let's go to my fitness pal for a week straight. I want you to track everything you eat. Don't change anything. Don't be like, oh my God, Cindy's going to look and she's going to see I'm eating McDonald's because chances are probably eating McDonald's the exact same day that you are. I don't <laughs> yeah. what you're eating, you know, so we can get sort of on a regular eating schedule. And so when it comes to both of those, I just kind of try to add in minimally, right? Um, when I coached at my last gym, I had a lot of different clients and I actually had a spreadsheet for them. So mm-hmm. every single day I would either, I would have them on the spread document, they would log in their weight. Every single day. And if I looked on my phone and they didn't log it in, hey, can you go put your weight in or just text it to me? That's fine. I'll put it in at the end of the week. Because yeah. I wanted to see, okay, I've only lost two pounds in two weeks. That's great. If you lose a pound a week in a year, that's 52 pounds, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted them to see, okay, well, the days that I'm not tracking, the days that I'm not sleeping well, this is what's happening. So we like to start minimally. I always, my thing is 1% better every day. So if we can start minimal, we hit the goal of sleeping seven hours a day. We hit the goal of getting at least 64 ounces of water for a person that doesn't drink water at all. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I take it day by day with my people. Yeah. I think that's really smart. I think, uh, you know, we were just having this conversation with our team today, but like the difference between having like a uh, process oriented goal versus like an outcome oriented goal, right? Like when everyone comes in, like they think like, oh, I want to look just like Sydney or I want to look just like X or I want to be, I, I want to whatever their perception of confident and good looking is right. Like, that's what people always want to come in and like, that's their goal. Right. Um, which is great. It's okay to have like, have your goal be like, man, I just want to look better naked. (laughs) Right. Like that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if we're being honest, that's probably what most people want to do anyway. Um, but I think like tying it to more of a process, what you tend to do, um, makes so much more sense because it's just going to make it so much more like digestible. Right. Like versus trying to like, how's the saying go? Like if you want to eat an elephant, it's one bite at a time. Um, and being able to actually have like a system for that versus, um, just trying to jump straight in, do all the things for two weeks, get burnout and then end up worse off than when you were two or than where you were two weeks ago. Exactly. It could be extremely overwhelming, especially for instance, I tell all my people, you know, the day before I start my bodybuilding preps, I will literally, and this is so unhealthy. I don't recommend this for anyone. I will literally, (laughs) drive around to all my favorite places and eat at all my favorite places to the point where I'm sick. And nice. then the next day will start cold with no cheat meals for 21 weeks. But yeah. a lot of people for them to think of something like that, 21 weeks, that's almost, that's what, like five months. Yeah. So they're like, I can't, I can't do that. And I'm like, you don't mm-hmm. have to do that, right. You're not trying to get to an unhealthy body fat. What we need you to do. I, I'm okay with you eating two cheat meals a week. I'm okay with you 
having a few drinks on a Saturday because at the end of the day, we're just trying to make your lifestyle better, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Unless you are trying to diet for something like that, then I wouldn't be the coach for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then there's other people I can point you to, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, Cindy, if, if what you've said has spoken to somebody who's like on this podcast, like, oh man, I really like that approach or I've never even thought about that. Uh, what will be a good way for them to be able to reach out to you? Um, so I actually have a website on my Instagram. There's like a link in there. Um, okay. So my Instagram is Sydney underscore Simone. Um, but my name is spelled kind of weird. It's S-I-D-N-E-Y underscore S-Y-M-O-N-E. Perfect. Yeah. And then so like they can go to that website or they can go to your Instagram. They can find your website and then contact yeah. you through that website. Yeah. Either Perfect. that or shoot me an Instagram DM. Man, that is so true. Like, uh, nobody, nobody texts anymore. It feels like, <laughs> like, uh, I've, so I've got a, I've got a sister who is, uh, how old is she now? 17, I think younger, way younger than me. And, uh, you know, I was joking around through the summer and like, uh, uh, there's a group of boys that they, her and her friends are like flirting with or whatever. I was like, well, did they, did you get their numbers? Like, no weirdo. Like nobody gives their numbers anymore. I like, it's all like, give me your Snapchat. Right. Or like shoot me a DM on Instagram is what it all is. So. <laughs> no, I'm not that young. I'm not that young. But like, I know. if you were to ask Hannah Grace, I always have my phone on do not disturb. I can be the worst to get in contact with sometimes. So yeah. if it's on Instagram, sometimes I'll look and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to respond. <laughs> are you in the Gen Z group? Is that where you are? So <laughs> I always have this argument with people. I was born April of 98. And so technically I am a Gen Zer, but yep. I'm like, no, I grew up with a bicycle VHS. I yeah. am classifying myself as a millennial. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. You got the millennial soul and the yeah. uh in that Gen Z time frame. I love it. I think of um you remember the cash money records taking over the ninety nines and the two thousands? To me, that's like, okay, cool. That's the rest of them. I'm yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Cindy, this has been an awesome podcast. I really appreciate your time getting on. Uh you have a busy couple months coming up here, man. Like going off and getting that starting your next semester. You're going to uh you're training for a bodybuilding competition. Um, you've got your CrossFit games training that you're going to be starting here. So, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on this podcast with me, talking a little bit of shop about what you do and and how you value fitness and how uh, you help other people value their fitness as well. So, um, thank you so much. And, uh, we'll be talking very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.